0: Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary for Saturday, the 25th of November, 2017. This is episode number 76 of The Diaries. Can't believe it, a month to go until Christmas Day. So we're back from Poland, had a great week in Poland. I'm not gonna bore you with all of that. But I am going to tell you about this week's writing. I wrote on Thursday this week, and I just scraped in my 5,015 words. <laughs> I had a very busy author time on Thursday, and I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek because I had to be out of the house at 1.30 for a quick haircut, and then I had to go and see a, a client for my uh, other work that I do. So I um, had a fast turnaround. So I just managed to squeeze in those those extra 15 words to get me over the threshold of 5,000. Um, I'm sort of very OCD about this. You know, I've got to hit that 5,000. It's not satisfactory to hit, um, you know, 4,995. It has to break 5,000 for me to feel like I've achieved that target. So we did that on Thursday, and we're up to 40,000 words now of the book deleted. And it seems so long ago that I was telling you that I was feeling on unfamiliar territory again with my sci-fi dystopian fiction And, you know, this book really has got a head of steam now. And to be honest with you, I could probably just sit down and knock off the end now. I know exactly what's going to happen. Everybody's in the right place. The writing that I did on Thursday was just about, I've got three sort of plot lines that go through the book. And then I just bring them all together at the end of chapter eight. And then we're just going to get this one stream of action now, which will resolve everything. So I know what I'm doing now. I know who has to die and what happens to everybody and how the how it all ends. And I was really pleased actually this week because, um, I hadn't realized that my wife had been reading it while I was in, in Poland and she's read, she must be about halfway through, I think at the moment. Now, remember this, this book is a standalone sci-fi dystopian and it's to, it's being written to reflect what I learned about writing my two trilogies, the Secret Bunker trilogy of the Grid trilogy. It's great writing in series. It's great writing in trilogies, but there comes a point when I can market book one to Lead to sales to books two and three, or I can price book one, but I can never sell or promote books two and three because they are dependent on each other. They need to be read sequentially. So that just gives me some limitations with my marketing. And the reason I wanted to write a standalone that bridged both of those trilogies is so that I can either put the standalone at 99p or £2.99, or I can make it free. I can use it as my book that I try and get on Bookbub. And because it bridges the two trilogies, it comes after. The Secret Bunker but it comes before the grid it's the perfect promo book and it is a standalone book you wouldn't have to read the other trilogies if you didn't want to but if you have read the other trilogies there are all sorts of what do they call them easter eggs in there where you'll think oh that's that book and oh that's that book and why I mentioned my wife is that because she's read it now she said oh as I've been going along I've been noting saying oh look who that is and oh I know what that is because she's read the other two trilogies now this is the, the basic uh, premise of the thing is you could, this, in terms of sequence, I'd kind of like you to read this one first, but it doesn't matter what order you read them in. It really doesn't matter what order you read them. In. You've got to read the Secret Bunker books one to three in that order and the Grid books one to three in that order. But it doesn't matter which trilogy you read first, and it doesn't matter whether you read this standalone book first. They all link into each other eventually and the other thing is because I, I want to write at some point a space opera, and I've already worked out how a space opera could build into the world, the same world as well, um, and I also uh, at some point, th- these are longer term plans, they're not imminent plans, uh, the other longer term plan is I want to write a, a final trilogy in that series, so three trilogies and one standalone, uh, I want to write a final trilogy which links the worlds of the secret bunker to the grid, and I want it to involve time travel. I've always, I love time travel books, really, really love time travel, and I haven't written about time travel yet. So, um, I've set that up in this standalone book. I've set up the scene that's going to lead to the time travel scenario and the ability to travel through time, and uh, so that that sort of setup. But I don't think that's going to happen uh, imminently. Um, you know, I would need to be making better sales of the sci-fi. The the, the strongest sales are coming from my thrillers. At the moment, so that's really where I have to put my 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 emphasis. Um, I always feel though, when I've been going back to the grid, I just feel that the grids a really strong trilogy. And in the states, um, where I've sold more copies, it's got about f- thirty one reviews, and we're about four point seven or something. It just it's just a real kind of solid read. The grid people don't have any trouble with it, whereas with the secret bunker, it's interesting. Um, John Cronshaw, who I know listens to this podcast and who also uh, every week produces a, an excellent author diary, uh, very similar but much more. Popular Polished than this one Um, and uh, John talks about his writing progress it's at johncronshaw.com but I noticed I think it was last week John was saying that the lesson that he learned from writing his three soon-to-be-four books was I think he'd done something with voice or tense as well as I did in The Secret Bunker and he said although he likes to read books like that um it seems that if there's a sticking point with readers it is that that choice of tense and that's what I found with the secret bunker people who read it and love it and don't have a problem with the tenses they they love it and I get really lovely feedback of it but if I get gripes and moans it's about the the way that I've done the tenses so I like John learned my lesson very quickly with that and I don't do it anymore and won't do it in future uh and at some point I may even um take the tenses out of the secret bunker just have it all past tense third person um but again that's not a priority for me at the moment um you know, I'm, I'm sort of getting all my marketing uh, eggs in their baskets, so to speak. So um, nice to be writing again this week. Another 10,000 words to go. I'm heading off to Benidorm for my second jolly in two weeks time, three weeks time, two weeks time. So I got to have deleted written by then. I'm off to Benidorm uh, for about a week or whatever it is. Um, or it might, be, it might be Alicante, I'm dithering a little bit, I might be doing a little bit of a jaunt round that area, um, so I'm just dithering about where I'm staying at the moment, but uh, whatever happens, I'm flying into Alicante, uh, wherever I end up, and um, when I get back from there, before, in between Bed Dorm and Christmas, i got to read deleted through, so that will be my read my wife would have read it then I'll change the things that she suggested and I will give it a second read myself and it's had a, a week or two to rest and then at that point it's ready to go off for a proofread uh, so that's my plans before Christmas and dare I say it um, I don't know about you but I this isn't work to me I love doing this I love writing the stories I love creating the world's uh, it's not, it doesn't feel like work to me. I love everything I do in this author business. Um, so I, I, was saying to my wife, I was looking at the time I've got over Christmas and up to Christmas and thinking, do you know what? I've got a little secret project that I quite like to do. And I, I won't even reveal it on this podcast until I got some results or if I get some results to tell you. But I got a nice little project, um, that I really fancy doing. And I want to write very quickly two 20,000 word books in a genre that I haven't written in before under a pseudonym. And I was looking at my diary thinking, do you know what? You know, I, I, always wake up at the crack of dawn anyway. And, um, I was thinking when I'm in Benidorm, do you know what? I could get that written when I'm in Benidorm. I could write four days, 5,000 words a day, get that 20,000 word book out. And I'm also looking at Christmas thinking, you know, I, I don't get hugely excited about Christmas. If I, if I had my, if I had my choice, the family would be in Spain. Like we used to do when the kids were, were younger, we'd disappear to Spain for a month and completely, um, you know, ignore a UK Christmas. I'd much prefer a European Christmas, which is, uh, it's a lot lot more light touch, it's got a lovely sort of flavour of Christmas, but it's not as ridiculous as the UK Christmas is, with everybody buying in sales and things, I really don't like all of that stuff, so I would rather be in Europe over Christmas, but as I can't do that, I was thinking, well, um, I'm not going to sit there watching telly all day, stuffing mince pies, I'll probably work over much of Christmas, um, you know, my kids are teenagers now, they're not going to hang around much like they did when they were tiny, uh, opening a the presents. I mean, my my Christmas day used to be building children's toys and cursing because I couldn't put them together. But you know, those days are long gone now. The kids will come down and, and disappear up to their bedrooms after very little time. Um. So, uh, um, you know, I might as well write because I enjoy it. So, I I'm, I'm thinking potentially, I've got the opportunity to write two times twenty thousand words secret novels over that time period. Now, let's see how it goes. I will let you know whether I've written them. I am going to keep the powder dry as to whether I tell you what they are and which genre they're in. I'll wait till I've I've got some results or not or whether they die a death, but um, it's just a little bubbling under that I've got in mind. It may, may not happen. I may just decide to skive and have a Christmas, but who knows? I will keep you informed on this diary. Okay, so in general news, I did my writing on Thursday this week because the day, Friday, when I'm recording this diary, I've now got three days of my final read of One Fatal Error. And, and picking up my thriller, the last thriller that I wrote in quarter three of this year, it just feels so long ago now. It's, it's quite funny because my head now is in dystopian and sci-fi. Um Helen Fazal, who is my, my proofreader editor, uh, got it back to me uh, very early. Uh, she, she, she rattled through it, and I've had it for about three weeks. But as you know, I, I plan very meticulously with these things, and it wasn't scheduled into my diary for a read until this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this weekend. So this morning, I went through chapters one to three, I'm doing four to seven on Saturday, and I'm doing um, eight to 10. That's it, isn't it on Sunday. Now, if you think about what this book's been through now, um, I've written it first draft, my wife has read it and made comments, I've made changes based on those comments, I have gone through it with a fine tooth comb, um, and got it as good as I can, and then sent it to Helen. Helen has then had it for a month, six weeks, however long that she has it. She's she always gives it a first read just to get the sense of the story, and then she works you know very hard on on, on the edit for me. And she she doesn't just do a proofread. her. this is why I really like using her. She gives me really really good um, plot points and tells me about things I've repeated and things. It it, it feels like it's a structural edit, uh, but uh, formally speaking, it's not. It's not, but it is. That's what I get back from a, a, just a really brilliant edit. Um, So that book's come back. Now, I must admit, when I was loading it into Scrivener last night, so Helen does gives me that in a doc file and I then bring it into Scrivener because that's how I like to work and um, split the sections in Scrivener. And uh so I worked through chapters one to three. They looked like there was a lot of red in there. I know Helen in her handover note had said, oh, I've, I've left some bits in there to make some decisions about. This is why I love Helen doing my books is because it, it, when I looked at it, I thought, oh dear, that looks like there's a lot in there, a lot of problems in there. And actually when I started working through it today, uh, they weren't problems. And, and what why I love about Helen's proofreading is that she doesn't just sort of say, oh, that's a problem. What she does is she gives me the solution for it. She suggests a word or she suggests a strategy or a name or something like that. And, and pretty well, you know, ninety-eight percent of the time, uh, they're spot on, and I and I accept them, and I'm very grateful f- to her for, for not making me have to scratch my head and think of them. This is why I love Helen editing my books. Um So um, it, you know, it looked like I, it looked like there might be problems for me, but actually, there aren't problems. Helen's given me solutions to them, and they're great solutions. So um I, I went through it very quickly today, and, and as always, I haven't looked at that book for several weeks now. As always, when I come to a book, I I read it, I think, how did I write that? I'm not really quite sure how I wrote that. You know, this makes sense. It's a pretty good story. Um, I'm quite pleased with this. And uh, that's that's usually how I feel when I get the back um, from Helen. So anyway, I'm going through that for the next three days. Um, so on Sunday, it's going to be loaded up in Amazon because it's on pre-sale and Amazon are now sending me these reminder emails now I've got um, two products that I have to get out of this I've got to get One Fatal Error which is the next standalone thriller I think that is on let me just get my um, little pin board here that is being released on um, the 6th of December so I have to have it in I think it's on the 2nd Amazon's nagging me so I have to have it in several days early never get caught with that by the way if you put it on pre-sale although it's going to go on release on the 6th. You have to have it in about, I think it's four days earlier so that they've got plenty of time to make sure that it's okay. And then now I've got the third of my standalone thrillers done. I'm releasing all of those three standalones as a box set. And that's currently on pre-order uh, being released on the 8th of December. So um, by the time I've, I've read the books and made sure they're fine, I've got a term in the standalone book and the new box set. I've got to process those in vellum and get those out. And I have to say, um, there's the magic word, Vellum. Um, you know what I think about Vellum. It's a fantastic tool. This is going to take me no time at all when I've done my final reading in Vellum. It's going to be a breeze to create a box set. It never used to be, but it is now with Vellum. So it's not going to take me very long at all to produce those. So I'm so grateful uh, for having Vellum. If you haven't checked it out yet, please do, uh, because, it, oh, it saves so much time. I used to do it the old way and I used to dread it, but now that'll be done in an hour. Um, no problem at all. Now, when I give it my final read, and I make the adjustments that Helen has suggested, she always does as part of her service, she'll give it one final um, read. That won't be a thorough one, it'll be a quick read, and if she spots anything else, she'll just let me know those, and that's really as good as Helen and I uh, can get it. It's been through a lot of hands by that stage and then it will be ready for release and you know I'm pretty confident I've released a lot of books with Helen now and we've not had any um, you know problems I don't get people saying you that that was spelt wrong or you know you put a wrong semicolon there or anything like that um, I, I don't get any of those uh, moans uh, on the books which is fantastic so that's what I'm doing over this weekend rattling on with one fatal error and finishing that off now, um, as ever, I've bitten off far more than I can chew because I've currently got a couple of Insta freebie giveaways running, and uh, you know I have to admit. I mean, I got when did I get in from Poland? Um, Sunday afternoon, I got far too many things on, and then of course I was in my day job Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, that was quite busy. I've had quite a busy week with that because we had a budget, and it's a business related job that I do. And also, I had an odd night on Tuesday because um, I was supporting a webinar. Um, we're doing webinars in, in that business now. And and I'm the guy who sort of introduced them. So I I, I need to be there and make sure everything happens. So uh, just a funny sort of week at work as well. Um, And I've been chasing my tail. But however, the Insta Freebie Sci-Fi promo is out and uh, it's going well, and I get some lovely feedback from people. I get some lovely feedback on these it's a freebie um giveaways. i don't know how badly other people run them but i get, I get some lovely feedback on mine saying you know you 're really organized and you give us loads of materials and all that that sort of thing. And people seem to really like it on mine i um, I seem to be the only person i haven 't seen anybody do this uh, i track I give people tracking links on my giveaways so that I can monitor how many. Uh, total clicks and how many unique clicks they send to the event now that allows me number one to see who the power promoters are because those are people who if I if I do list swaps in future those are the people to do the list swaps with because they've got the the mega lists so I, I get to see what traffic they send to the event I get to see who's skiving and sending no traffic to the event they won't be allowed into a future event but also it, it works as an amazing incentive I only got cheapo prizes I offer two prizes uh a ten dollar two t- ten dollar prizes and uh, the first $10 prize is for the top promoter. And then I've learned this from experience. To give everybody a chance, I then will just pick at random from every author who gives uh, or sends 50 unique clicks to the event. They'll also go into a draw, and I'll draw one of them at random. So everybody can win a prize, so long as they pull their finger out and do a bit of promotion. Now, um, my view is that even if you've only got a Facebook account and a Twitter account, you could get 50 you can get 50 uh, clicks on a link. And if you've got a small email address, I don't think 50s uh, too much to ask. Um, if you can't get 50, you probably shouldn't be taking part in the event because it's not really a very fair deal for the people who are sending a lot of clicks so I, I feel that 50 is a good threshold for that and it's just really interesting people get ever so competitive about it uh you know try trying to get on the top 10 leaderboard that I do and it's been a brilliant device it's just uh I used to do giveaways when I was an internet marketer and actually I, I was like for a little while I was like the king of of giveaways and internet marketing because I got the system down to a T and I had all sorts of incentives and all sorts of little things that no that other people weren't doing and um and they used to go really well it's how I, Made my first uh, money in internet marketing. How I got my uh, list to five thousand plus in internet marketing. It's where I had my kind of breakthrough in that field, doing giveaways. And they we weren't um, giving away books. We were giving away. Uh, well they were book there were free sort of pdf books uh about with internet guides and and collections of internet videos and, and free softwares and things that's what we were giving away in those events but the principles are all the same as far as I can say the principles are always the same it's about driving traffic to offers that's all we do on the internet okay we create offers and we drive traffic web traffic to it that's all we do that's it that's internet marketing. And there are all sorts of clever ways that you can do that. But I, I always view it like that. So um, what we've done this week is sent a lot of traffic from many different people to an offer page. And we'll, we're skimming off email addresses from that. Now, you might be able to um, help me with this one. I did notice, I was thinking, sure. Um, I haven't really got an awful... Off- I don't think f- from previous giveaways that I've done, I'm not getting a lot of sign-ups from this. I This didn't feel like a really good event, though other authors have told me uh, they seem to be happy with the sign-ups, but uh, I'm I'm not happy with the sign-ups. I've had about... Well, uh, I'm sure from previous events, I've had 800 to 1,000 sign-ups from my own events. I don't get them from anybody else's, but I have in my own events. And um, so I went investigating to make sure, because I've been fairly slack with this, as I always am. I haven't checked the settings or anything. I just assumed it was all set up right. And um there's a little tick box now in InstaFreebie, it seems, where people who are getting your book can say, I want to be on the mailing list or I don't want to be on the mailing list. Now, I'm assuming this is to do with the General Data Protection Regulation, which is coming in in May, where people very specifically have to opt into a mailing list. I'm assuming that's what InstaFreebie is doing to, to gear uh, itself up for this intentional adding people to a list. Now, I haven't had the time to go investigating whether that's an optional or not, but I'm guessing that most people are then getting the free book because I've got loads of book downloads. I can see that in Insta freebie, but the number of book download- downloads are not uh, tallying with the number of email signups. That I've got. So, um, do you know anything about that? That I blinked, and I missed that with Insta Freebie. Have they made that change? Is that official or informal? If if you know what that is, just let me know. But it's certainly leading to fewer signups. And I I have to say that as a result of doing this, I I think I also did. I've taken part in a couple of other people's sort of third party giveaways recently. I I got to tell you, I mean, I always felt this about Insta Freebie. It, it's it's a nice to have you know it didn't really cost us anything it's a great it is a great way of getting leads but it feels to me like it's um on diminishing returns now insta freebie uh, it doesn't feel like it's as powerful as it once was and i think like book funnel i think they're probably going to have to come up with one or two new tricks i think if they're going to keep the thing sort of fresh and relevant but it felt to me not brilliant um now um Talking about Insta Freebie, those very kind people at InstaFreebie, Freebie, um, if you ever run one of these giveaways, they promoted it for me. Um, so they have a daily newsletter, and if you contact them and you've got a giveaway going on, they will promote it in their newsletter for you, which they very kindly did. I know they did it on Wednesday, and I think they're going to have a mop up on Friday as well. So I think we get um, two free promos. Now, very, very interestingly, I sent Insta Freebie a tracking link, um, because I wanted to know how many clicks they sent to the event because I like to know things like that. And, um, and, and they let me use the tracking link. It was a branded tracking link using a service called pretty links, which is how I, I create my tracking links. It's a lovely little service. I highly recommend it. If you use affiliate marketing in your business, I've used it for years. Now let me just get the stats up here, but they sent to the giveaway. Um, 954 unique links. Now that's a lot of links and most indie authors wouldn't say that, but it was just a great indication as to the power and influence of their mailing list. It said 954 at the time of recording this unique links to the giveaway. So I'd expect that to break a thousand probably by um, the end of the week. Now to put that in context, if I just take a look, I'm not going to tell you the names and the, the number of clicks that they've sent, but to put that in context... There's only one contributor in my giveaway event who sent more unique clicks than that. So InstaFreebie are a very, very valuable, uh, co-promoter. Um, if you compare that with the, the clicks that other, uh, promoters to my event have sent to it, uh, most of them are sub 500. Now, the other good news about that is, is, um, there's, there's, there's one chap, um, who's doing absolutely stunningly on the giveaway, absolutely stunningly in terms of clicks that he sent. Uh, and i'm delighted that he sent me an email to say that he's also getting sign ups from it because I, I, it's nice to know that he feels like he's he's getting something from the deal because he sent a lot of clicks to this event but i'm very pleased to let you know that i'm number 2 in my own event so i'm the second best promoter behind this top promoter at the mo- moment everybody else is behind me and him um so so at least i still got some thrashing power with my list and i think the closest person to me is 230 237 unique clicks below me uh, at the moment. So I'm, I'm quite delighted that my, my list is still a strong one, even though i rubbish with it and don't do very much with it. I can still generate a little bit of web traffic, but there's no way I'm coming anywhere near my top person at the moment. He's got one list. Now, this is why I do these giveaways because he is a great person to do some form of exchange with or even to get on my podcast because he's obviously doing something right. And this is another one of the reasons that I do these giveaways, not just to build my list, but also to to find out the power players and the people I need to be speaking to in that genre. Um, So it's going very well. I'll let you know what the final results are next week. But I I said to you that I was hoping to get my list up to... Uh, what was it, 10,000 by Christmas, I can tell you it ain't going to happen with these giveaways. They're not sending enough traffic to me um, at the moment. So I, I thought that a couple of giveaways would probably get me near there, but they're not as effective as they were, and I'm not going to hit 10,000. My top tip at the moment, if you want to get you know 600 to a 1,000 new subscribers on your list, is to use the AuthorsAXP.com site. That is the thing that's been most effective for me um, in, in recent times uh, for getting uh, subscribers to my list without having to pay... Um, what are they called? Facebook to do it. That 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 has been the most successful technique I've used so far. Now I did say I was too busy. The reason for that is is that I haven't even finished my sci-fi promo yet. And then When does it start? I've got a break of five days, then I start a thriller giveaway. This is the curse of being in two genres. And I I had people sort of nagging me uh, by email saying, have you got the promos ready? Have you got the links ready? No, I haven't. I'm still in the middle of this one. I've just got back from Poland. So I I was feeling a little bit chased this week. Uh, C-H-A-S-E-D. That kind of chased. And... um, because the people are wanting materials from me. And I haven't I haven't caught up with myself yet. They're, they're not ready. So um, I should have those ready. I'll get them ready at the weekend. And then at least it gives people seven days notice. You know, I know some people do their emails a week ahead and things like that. Um, but, you know, no one's going to die, on it. It's only internet marketing. So I'll get those done as soon as I can. Uh, but I'm still trying to fill that last slot, actually. So if you're listening to this, I've got one slot left. Real, It's like really annoying uh, one slot and I just need to fill that and we're good to go so I've spent a disproportionate amount of time trying to find that last promoter if you have a thriller and you're an insta-freebie and you just want to leap into that spot just let me know and I'll, I'll pop you uh pop you in there and you can have it if it's still going free uh, but I've just got that one slot to fill by next Saturday. I will fill it. I, I'm positive I'll fill it. But um, I could just do with one thriller author coming forward. Um, re, re, you know, so these things have dependencies. I always create some nice graphics with the book covers on. So I need that last author so, so I can get his or her book cover, stick it on the graphics, and finish the graphics. So that, that's kind of why I'm waiting. I need that last author to come in so I know what my book covers are. So, you know, these are just the, the perils of, of running, uh, giveaway events. But, uh, you know, that's it. I'll do a sci-fi. I'll do a thriller one up to Christmas. I don't think it's going to get my list. It, it won't. I can tell you it definitely won't get my list up to, to 10,000 by Christmas, but at least I've put the, the marketing procedures in place to, to, to try and hit that target, even if I, uh, fail with it. Okay. What else have I got to tell you? I'm just going to give you a very quick book bub update this week. Uh, if you remember when I, the, the week I'm away in Benidorm, and I probably won't be able to record anything that week. So I was going to save a sort of 30 to 40-day um, summary with the book, Bub, and just let you know how we're doing a month out. But I'll just give you a very, very brief update for this week. Just to let you know, I have broken the £4,000 of income mark this week, so this isn't four thousand of sales this is four thousand in my pockets as a result of, of that so i've i've made four well it's over four thousand now but i've made i hit the four thousand mark this week, and that money has been generated since October the thirtieth, so we're still uh, less than a month out aren't we we're we're about three weeks in. Uh, Four thousand pound of income, um, so that just to put that in dollars, that's five thousand three hundred dollars. It's more than five thousand three hundred dollars, but just to sort of put a mark on it, it's 5300 dollars. So uh, I think that by kind of anybody's reckoning, that's a pretty good result. Um, I had my first below hundred pound day yesterday, Thursday of this week. So every day. Since I did that book by promo i 've had a, a i 've been earning more than a hundred pounds a day of income, but I had it drop below a hundred pounds for the first time yesterday and this is the inevitable decay coming through now uh and 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 it, and it began yesterday on Thursday but every day has been a hundred pound plus since the promo, and since the promo i 've averaged one hundred and fifty five pounds of income per day. That's since the 30th of October. So that's just a quick sort of tally of where we are with the bookbub promo, but I'll give you a very detailed a month-long review of it on Saturday the 16th of December I'm probably just going to let it drop by the wayside now unless there's anything really interesting to report with you and I'll give you that kind of full month's breakdown and summary um that week I'm away in Benidorm so that you could just see how that decay begins to kick in and how quickly this uh, and, and, I, and I don't know what the answer to this is yet but at what point those sales start to drop rapidly and, and the bookbub effect starts to fall off so I'll let you know that in a couple of weeks time Uh, Interestingly, as part of my uh, day job work, I have all sorts of bits and pieces. I I have this job that I do Monday to Friday, which is salaried. And then I also have a couple of contracts, um, which I can sort of turn on and off. So I I, I take client work. And so for instance, yesterday I did my writing. I got my 5,000 words. in, got my haircut done. And then I could take a client on between three and five in the afternoon. So it's a great way of me um, uh, monetizing hours where I don't have anything fixed. It just allows me to earn in what would be not dead hours because there's always work to do but you know hours that are unaccounted for or unscheduled and um, it works really well for me so interestingly I was talking with a local author yesterday this local author had self-published a hardback book but done it the inverted commas traditional way uh, by getting 500 of those books printed and ordered and as we were going through the uh, as we were going through the system the scenario that she got set up she's done a very good job of uh, making them available locally and getting them into local holiday hotspots. and she's trying to get them putting gift bags for uh lake district uh holiday homes and things like that And those are all great they're all great offline strategies but when we started to dig in i said i can't order these online um you know these aren't available on Amazon. And, and because it had an ISBN number, they you could see them in Amazon. You could see them in Waterstones, but they weren't available to order. And so what we were digging into yesterday was how we can get those books available to order. Because I, I said to the lady that I was working with, there are two ways of doing this. You may view this as a hobby, in which case that's fine. You're shifting books. You, you haven't got many of your 500 left. You're doing a good job. And it's a small scale business. But if you want to shift units, which is what I'm all about, shifted units, um, and you want to make money from this, uh, then then that's not scalable. It's not scalable if you buy 500 books and you, you try and tout them around bookshops and things like that. And this is an important differentiation in business. If you are uh, selling something, but you're not making a profit, or you're certainly not aspiring to make a profit, then that's a hobby. It becomes a business when you start to make profit, generate profits, or intend to make profits. It's only a hobby if you're losing money on it for any length of time. And so I said to this lady, is this a hobby? In which case, it's fine. You've done a fabulous job. It's a lovely book. And you know, and it's occupying you going around selling it. Or do you want to shift units? Are you in the business of selling books? And she said, I want to shift units. So what we were doing yesterday was we were exploring all the ways that she could make that book available online and start to shift books digitally. And one of the top tips I gave her is a top tip that I'm using at the moment, which is to list the book as a Goodreads giveaway. But to list the book as a Goodreads giveaway, you first got to be found on Amazon. So the book has to be available electronically so that you can pull it into the giveaway. So there's all these dependencies that were stopping her from doing this. And that's what we were going through yesterday. So hopefully I left it with loads of, of great tips for shifting some units, which is, I don't know about you, but that's what I'm all about. This is a business. I'm in the business of writing and selling books. So uh, that was just a by-the-by. I uh, just thought you might find some of that uh, of interest. Uh, it's great when my day job meets my my kind of aspiration, my entrepreneurial uh, job, my j- business that I'm bootstrapping at the moment. I've, I'm have interviewing s- three podcast guests l- next week. Um, do you remember me telling you, I think it was last week or the week before, I said to you that I had intended to change the frequency of the podcast when we hit the new year but I've had so many guests naturally occurring where I've had conversations with people or um, just connected with people and, and said, do you want to come on the podcast? They've said yes, and they booked really early. It would be ridiculous of me not, not to release those interviews. So I'm, you know, until the point at which they, they dry up, and I have a feeling they won't dry up, I'm just going to keep releasing them one week at a time. So at the moment, I'm scheduled through to Monday, the 29th of January. I, I know what all my all my guests are booked in until the 29th of um January and then the week after that it's 20 books to 50k so I'm, I'm going to meet a whole load of new authors at that event <laughs> and so we'll be off again probably with a whole load of new interview guests I've also got a lady booked and I'm delighted to have Holly Cave booked in Holly's somebody I met ooh year two years ago at, at, at my first ever Alliance of Independent Authors event That she was self, self-publishing then but she got a deal with Quirkus Books and her first books coming out uh at the beginning of next year and um so I was going to interview her over a year ago when I started the podcast, but things changed for Holly then. And I'm delighted that we're going to be talking in February. So she's booked in for the 12th of February. So, um, you know, lots of interviews coming up, not going to change the schedule until it all gets a bit quiet and nobody wants to talk to me. But I, I suspect with 20 books coming up in February, that will give me even more fuel um, for lots of podcast interviewees um, talking about 20 books by the way again you may remember me saying that I'd done some word work for Craig Martell he was having some website problems when they set the, the website up and I can't remember how I got involved I probably st- stuck my nose in and offered to help something like that um, via the Facebook page Anyhow, I ended up solving the problem for him. Um, But because of that, it runs through a bit of software of mine. And so I get to see who's booked on 20 books to 50K. That's basically what I'm trying to tell you. And I can tell you that um it's almost full. I know that they don't have that many places in the UK. And I know that they can't keep expanding the size of the room. They've got a, a fixed size room. It's a 100 and whatever it is people in the room. And when those tickets are gone, they're gone. Now, I had a quick look. I have a look every week just to see if there's anybody I know going, and there are lots of people I know, which is I'm really looking forward to it socially, actually. Uh, lo- lots of people I've interviewed on the podcast who I know through the podcast. So it's gonna be really, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's gonna be a great event there. And... Um I think we're about 120 in between 120 and 25. So Craig's sort a cool time on it fairly soon. So if you are dithering with 20 books to 50K, uh, if you're sort of thinking, can I afford it? Now is the time to jump in because he's going to be putting the drawbridge up pretty soon. Get your ticket. It's going to be a great event. Don't dither any longer. Um it, It's fixed numbers. He's going to bring the drawbridge up. I reckon it'll go up before Christmas. So get your ticket if you're dithering about it. There's no more time to, to dilly-dally. You need to get in and sort of jump in with both feet now. Okay, that's it for this week. I got three podcast interviews to do next week, which is fabulous. Looking forward to doing those. Uh, I've got a book to get sorted this weekend, a final read of the book. And on Monday, I'm speaking to an FBI agent turned author the tales that dana tells on monday are fantastic and how they inspired her writing it's a riveting interview whether you're an author or not it's a riveting interview about her time in the fbi and how she's moved that into her books fascinating stuff talking to dana on monday the 27th of november that's going to be episode 91 of the self-publishing journeys podcast in the meantime i hope you have a fabulous week of writing and i'll be back with more of the same next saturday bye-bye for now thanks for listening to paul's podcast diary Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.